0: Amen. Thank you, Morgan. I love those days when all is right in the world, when everything seems to be going your way, when you don't feel like you have any problems, when there's no conflict going on, when uh, the sun is shining, the birds are chirping, when your wife is happy, when your kids are happy, when you've gotten a good night's rest, and you're ready to tackle the world. I love those days. Don't you? I want more of them. The season of Advent, to me, is, is kind of like those days. It is, it's a new beginning. In fact, today is the first Sunday of the liturgical calendar, the church calendar. Today is the first Sunday of Advent. Last Sunday was actually Christ the King Sunday. And uh, we remember that Christ is King. And today, we are beginning a new Year, so happy New Year to all of you! It is the first Sunday of Advent. This season of Advent uh, is is four Sundays before Christmas. It is traditionally represented by the color purple, sometimes blue. Uh, but Advent is a season of waiting and preparation. We're waiting on the arrival of Jesus. We're preparing for the arrival of Jesus. It's a time of expectation and anticipation. You can see that in the eyes of children as they get excited for the arrival of Christmas. We're anticipating the arrival of Jesus. It's a season of hope. It is the season where hope is truly revealed. For those who have eyes to see and ears to hear, this is a season when hope is revealed and it is glorious. And so I hope, I hope that you can receive that this morning. But in this season of hope that we're in, I know that many of you are starving for hope. The weight of the world and the problems of your life too often cloud out the hope that is right in front of you. I understand that. That's the way of the world. That's what happens to all of us at times where that hope is pushed aside and the weight of the world overwhelms us. Our grief, our loss, our discontentment, our worries, our fears, they leave us starving for hope. But hear this. If you are starving for hope, you are in the right position to receive it. Do you hear that? If you're starving for hope, you are in the right position Position to receive it, then this message is specifically for you. You're in the right spot at the right time. I believe that God has placed you here this morning to receive this message of hope. I believe that God has called you to be here this morning. You might have thought that you came out of habit. You might be here because your spouse made you come. You might be here because you didn't want to be alone at home. You might actually be wondering why in fact am I here If you are starving for hope, then you are here because of the incredible grace of God who desires to fill you with the hope of Jesus Christ. Someone ought to say amen. Amen. If you are starving for hope, then you are in the right place to receive it this morning for hope is only revealed in Jesus Christ. As we begin this new year, this Advent, we are anticipating and preparing for the hope of the world. Now this hope that I'm talking about, it's, it's not that shallow type of hope that uh, we all have. I hope that I have pizza for dinner, or I hope that I get what I want for Christmas, or I hope that I don't have to work too much this weekend. That's not the hope I'm talking about. No, the hope I'm talking about is that deep hope. Hope that springs from loss. Hope that springs from grief, hope that is revealed in the midst of pain, hope that is felt in the middle of despair, hope that comes from being in a place of hopelessness, hope that cuts through the darkness, hope that, in spite of everything else around you, allows you to see the dawn of a new day. Oh, give me that hope. When I started this sermon, I I, I talked about those days in which all is going right in the world. Do we need hope when all is going right? No, we don't need hope when all is going right. When the birds are singing and and the air is clear and you got a good night's sleep, that's not when we need hope. We need hope when we're hopeless, when we're in despair. It's in those desperate days that we need hope. It's in the dark of the night when we feel alone that we need hope. Are you starving for hope? here's the good news, <laughs> then you are in the perfect position to receive it. God has revealed his hope for us in, this, in his word. And the older I get, the more I have grown to love this book. The older I get, the more I realize how important this book is for my life. The older I get, the more I realize that this contains our hope. It brings me hope. From beginning to end, we see this thread of hope running throughout it. I think we forget that. Too often, many Christians think that this book, the Bible, it's a a story of rainbows and unicorns. That everything is kumbaya and happy clappy. If you think that, then don't admit it because you haven't read it. Because it's not about rainbows and unicorns. Actually, there is a rainbow mentioned. There's a unicorn mentioned as well, but we won't get into that. But others, I know, are put off by the stories that are in the Bible. The stories of violence and despair and revenge and adultery and brokenness that they read in, the, in this word. They think that it's obscene and, and wonder, how could this be the word of God if it contains all of that? I think they've missed the point as well. See, this book contains so much violence and death and loss because that's what the world contains, That's all the world truly has to offer. And so it is showing us what the world has to offer. What the world has to offer without God is violence and death and loss. But behind the violence and the death and the loss is hope. It doesn't leave us with grief and loss. It leaves us with the story, the incredible, gracious story of God's desire for us to overcome violence and death and loss. It is the story of God's love. It is the story of God's peace. It is the story of God's faith. It is the story of God's hope. A hard fought, costly hope. A hard fought, costly grace. A hard fought, costly peace. It is the story of people who are starving for hope. And if they have ears to hear and eyes to see, then that hope is revealed to them. Morgan read from Jeremiah. Jeremiah was a a prophet who was starving for hope. He lived in the last days of Judah as a country. He lived during a time of incredible turmoil and despair. He got to see the destruction of his country. He got to see the destruction of Jerusalem. And God had called them to a hard task, a task that brought persecution and suffering. He experienced incredible opposition and attacks. He was beaten and often suffered public humiliation. He was constantly battling false prophets who were seeking to lead God's people astray and saying, oh, all is right in the world. It's all good. It's no problem. He clashed with his own king and his own king sought to kill him. The leadership would ask for his advice and then when he would give it, they would ignore it and do something else. After the fall of Jerusalem. He was taken to Egypt against his will. He was a man of suffering. He often wondered why the Lord had allowed him to suffer so much. He complained to God about his struggles with his calling that was placed on his life. He was starving for hope. And in the midst of this existence, Jeremiah receives a word from God. Do you hear that church? It's hardly believable. It brings incredible joy. Oh, what joy. You should be on the edge of your seat right now. (laughs) Because, are you ready? Here's what God tells him The days are surely coming, says the Lord. The days are surely coming, says the Lord. In the midst of his despair, he receives a word of hope. Hope is revealed to him. The days are surely coming. There will be better days. There will be a day that is coming where all will be made right. Say it with me. The days are surely coming, says the Lord. You see, hope doesn't change necessarily our circumstances, but it changes our view of the future. It reminds us that better days are going to come. Let's read on. He says, The days are surely coming, says the Lord, when I will fulfill the promise I made to the house of Israel and the house of Judah. God is reminding Jeremiah of the promises that he has made to his people. The promises that he made back in Genesis and Exodus and Leviticus and numbers and Deuteronomy and Joshua and judges and Ruth and first and second Samuel, he is reminding him of all of those promises. We serve a God who will fill who will fulfill the promise He has made to us. God is reminding Jeremiah to hold on, because the days are surely coming. Don't give up. You're starving for hope. Well, here it is. The days are surely coming. But the revelation goes on. It says this, in those days and at that time, I will cause a righteous branch to spring up for David and he shall execute justice and righteousness in the land. I can hardly believe it. A righteous branch will spring up for David. What does that mean? See, the the people of Israel and the people of Judah, they were longing for the days of David. They were looking for the, what we would call the good old days, right? Remember when all was right in this country? Remember when King David reigned? Remember when we were all prosperous? Remember when none of us were hungry? Remember when David was king and all the other world? Countries were in awe of us. Remember when it was all going well? That's what they were longing for. And God had promised there'll come another king. There'll come another king. Someone to set everything right that was now wrong. But Jeremiah, in his time, the kingdom and the current king was in exile. The kingdom was broken. They longed for a new king, a king like David. But God doesn't stop there in his message of hope. He reveals even more to Jeremiah. He says, in those days, Judah will be saved and Jerusalem will live in safety. And this is the name by which it will be called. The Lord is our righteousness. He will make all things right. Take a deep breath. The Lord is our righteousness. He will make all things right. He has revealed his hope for us. This section of Jeremiah from chapter 30 to 33, it's often referred to as the book of comfort or the book of consolation. If you're starving for hope, this is your hope. This is your comfort. God has not given up on you. He has not forgotten you. Though you walk through the darkest valley, though you walk through the shadow of the valley of death, the days are surely coming. There is a glorious future that awaits you in Jesus, and I pray that you hold on to that hope, that you would never let go of that hope. This is an incredible Message of hope to a people in a hopeless situation. See, we have the advantage of looking back from history. Looking at this message from the the backside of history, see, because the prophet Jeremiah he was looking back to Genesis and Exodus and Leviticus and all the promises that God made, and they hadn't completely been fulfilled. Some of them had been fulfilled, but now they're in exile again, and so he was looking to a future hope. We are on the other side of Jesus, looking back at that promise and looking for a future hope as well. They were in a hopeless situation. It's Advent. Do you see the hope that is revealed? Then let's turn from the Old Testament to the New, to the book of Luke, chapter one, verse 30 through 33. Here is the hope revealed that was promised to Jeremiah. The angel said to her, Do not be afraid. Do you hear that? Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God, and now you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give to him the throne of his ancestor David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Our hope revealed in Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us. He is our comfort. He is our hope. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the hope that you have revealed to us. And I pray for all this morning who are starving for hope. That they would be fulfilled in you. That you would fill them again in you. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen.